Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Well, hey, 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 how are you today? (laughs) I don't know why it just rhymed. Welcome to Private Club Radio. It's awesome to have you back here on the podcast. It's been a wild ride here the last few months, and... We had so many conversations. I had so many conversations between international roundtables we were leading, between uh, thought leaders all over the globe, from managers in New Zealand to managers in Scotland and everywhere in between. And there was really an outpouring of information. And it's honestly been hard to know what to release when. I've had to sort of do that on a gut feeling of what was the most important and vital information for you guys listening to this show every week. And this is actually an interview that I did a few months back with Julius Rhodes, but I think the lessons are just as applicable today, if not more. We talked on this episode, how do you keep a team together and cohesive during a pandemic when everyone's separated? How do you keep people focused on a goal and and uh, really, again, a, a cohesive team and organization when you guys have to make really hard decisions in terms of keeping on your employees and furloughing them, hiring, rehiring. Well, Julius had some really good answers, and I'm going to share that interview with you here today on Private Club Radio, so stay tuned for that one. I want to remind you about the Membership Marketing Academy. I know a lot of your clubs had some difficult times retaining memberships over this pandemic, and of course, that's for very good reason. And by no fault of your own, you're probably left with a few less members than you had before this all started. Well, you know, it used to be that I could go out and we would do some one-on-one coaching or consulting and we could go to your club and talk about the issues and develop a strategic plan for membership and marketing. Well, of course, those days are over. And the, also, the, seemingly the days of, of me being able to go into your town or city or region hold an education session, those days are over. So again, we've all had to get nimble. What I've decided to do is create the Membership Marketing Academy so you could take my best education, learn from all of the resources that I've been able to put together over the years. And the Membership Marketing Academy is available at privateclubradio.com slash academy for you to take a class and to learn my secrets, my best tools, my best practices on how to build and grow and retain a thriving membership retention now more than ever is right at the top of everyone's mind. And the tips that I'll give you in the Membership Marketing Academy will help you both retain employees and members. So make sure to go to privateclubradio.com slash academy, see if there's a class there that you're interested in, and go ahead and share it with your membership marketing director, your membership committee if you need to do that or just take the class yourself. All right, without further ado, I'm going to bring on Julius and here is our talk again from a couple months back, but these lessons are evergreen. Enjoy. Well, my next guest joining me is going to talk a little bit about HR employee retention and engagement. His name is Julius Rhodes. He's the founder and principal of the M. PR group. Julius is in Chicago. He's got an incredible background, but I'm going to throw it over to Julius to tell us all about it. Julius, welcome to Private Club Radio, sir. Thanks a lot, Gabriel. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. And certainly during this uh, unprecedented time, I hope that I can share some things with folks that will uh, 
make them feel good about their role to be better able to engage and retain employees. Fantastic, my friend. First off, just let's go ahead and go over your background and um, tell us how you founded the MPR group. So yeah, I was uh, working for Fortune 500 firms. I'd worked for a number of firms, General Electric, Mobile Oil, Baxter Healthcare, and Sara Lee Bakery. And I decided uh, in 1994 that I wanted to start my own business as a way to more fully get involved in the full range of HR and business activities that I believe that my skill set um, had prepared me for. Uh, I also wanted to do something that was very important to me based upon my upbringing. I wanted to be an active and involved parent in my children's upbringing. And the way to do that was to better be able to manage my time and balance my work, family responsibilities. So starting the MPR group provided me with an opportunity to do that. It gave me the chance to uh, experience the full range of things that might be available and taking place in the, in the work world with regard to HR and management. It also gave me a better opportunity to balance uh, the responsibilities of being a business owner with wanting to be a family uh, first individual. And, and that's what really was the essence of starting the business. That's fantastic, man. We're in some pretty unprecedented times. Clubs, unfortunately, have had to make some really tough decisions. And so have, you know, business owners as well, like myself, in talking about our employees and do we keep them on? Do we need to furlough them? Do we need to, unfortunately, lay them off altogether? I'd love to ask you, Julius, I know you're kind of a, you've got some thoughts on how to, how do we keep, you know, that com uh, company culture, or a club culture during this time? What would be some of your highlights? What would be some of the best ways that people could go about doing that? Yeah, I think there are, you know, a few ways that we can continue to build upon the things that we had started to do or we were doing in the, in the clubs and environments that we were in. The first thing I talk about always is communication. And I never believe there's a, a, a way that you can over communicate, particularly given the fact now that we are geographically dispersed or the members of our team are not able to come into the workplace. It becomes important for us to communicate to them in all the various ways that we can, whether it's through Zoom meetings, emails, texts, uh, however we can communicate with them. And that will allow us to do a couple of things. One is we communicate with them. We're, my belief is that we're not just communicating with them relative to specific job issues, although certainly people want to know what's happening with their job. But I always say as we communicate with people in these days, given the situation that we're facing, the first thing we want to do is check in with them and see how they're doing from a well-being perspective, but not just them, them and their loved ones, because for all of us, you know, we're in the same four walls just about every day and, and will be at least in Cook County here in Chicago through the end of the month. It becomes important to make sure that you're checking with people to see how they're doing, how their loved ones are doing, and just to give them that sense of connection that we're missing by virtue of being outside of the workplace. And, you know, the term is very popular now, social distancing, which I have a big disagreement with. I think by nature, we are social creatures. And for me, the more appropriate term is proximity distancing. We want to keep that certain amount of space, that six foot amount, six feet amount of space that we've heard about. But to the extent that we can reach out to people, 
via various media uh, when we're out taking our walks and acknowledging people. It's the small things that matter, small things like a call, asking people how they're doing, their well-being, as you're out walking in your neighborhood, communicating through a smile. And I always say a smile is the smallest thing we can do, but it provides the biggest return. It says, hello, how are you? How you doing? I recognize you. And so many other things. I think, secondly, one of the things we want to do with regard to uh, the whole ideal of retention is we want to look at our employee benefits. And and this may be a, a little tricky, but it's something that I've run across where, you know, you see it now with employers in the insurance industry saying, hey, April and May were really low months for utilization of vehicles. So we're going to do rebates on, on policy premium. You can't necessarily do that in the club environment. But let's take, for instance, if you had a provision in your policies where you had uh, vacation carryover. And typically, clubs and other organizations do have for their full-time staff some issue of a vacation carryover. How are you going to address that? Because people, in the absence of information, will assume the worst. And you want to address that with folks and let them know, hey, this is what we're going to do, whether it's you're going to extend it based upon a commensurate amount of time from the shelter-in-place, stay-at-home orders, and add additional time onto it. But you need to look at what policies, what procedures, what benefits that you have in place that might be warmly received by your team members if you were to make an announcement adjusting them in some way that would benefit those individuals so that they know, again, you're looking out uh, for their overall well-being. And then I think you also want to do things that encourage people to continue to uh, develop themselves during this time. I always say that we have more available time now than we did in the past because now we don't have the travel issue. And so if there are things that you know that are taking place webinars, uh, broadcasts that can help people develop skill sets or continue to allow them to grow. You want to share that information with them so that you also become a resource for their continued uh, personal and professional growth. Yeah, I love that. How about in terms of like building just like a, how do you keep a, a, you know, a team culture alive in terms of, you know, obviously you mentioned Zoom and kind of working remotely how do you keep people engaged? I mean, would you do like phone calls with each people individually? Would you do group calls? What sort of things would you be recommending? Yeah, there are a couple of things I recommend. Uh, one is you have to get everybody in the club involved. You have to get the leaders involved so that no one area, whether it's HR or, or any other area, is carrying the sole responsibility for reaching out to people and communicating with them. Secondly, I think, and this has become a very popular thing, is to do events that allow for socialization. A, a, a very interesting thing I just saw was a, a, a virtual cocktail party uh, where people said, hey, let's, uh, let's get together at uh, such and such a time via Zoom call and, you know, we'll have a couple of minutes to check in, talk about our cocktail and, and kind of check in and what's going on with us. We've always uh, many organizations have always tried to advocate the opportunity for people to get together uh, in a social environment to enhance their understanding and knowledge of each other 
outside of the workplace, which can then be brought back to the workplace to help cement engagement and relationships and feeling of connection. So utilizing that platform to do uh, something of a social nature, I think is, is important. And then the final thing is, and this, this is not a very difficult thing to do, but it takes some intentionality is what are the things we can do to recognize people and share that information? For instance, if we know we've got team members who are putting themselves at risk because they have volunteered to go out and deliver uh, groceries or they volunteer to uh, read uh, virtually to other individuals. Um, what are the things that our team members are doing that really signify they're invested in the well-being of others and how can we recognize them? And you know, we can recognize them certainly by sharing that information if that uh, individual involved in that activity feels okay with it. We never want to assume we know how people want to be recognized, but if they're okay with it being shared and then making sure they understand that when things are better and we're back in our more normal routine uh, at our clubs or at our facilities, that there will be some appropriate level of recognition for them on site. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know so, there's just so much uncertainty. I think right now you've really got to be a steadying voice for folks. Have you seen any clubs that are really doing it right? Have, have you been, I know you're following people on LinkedIn and, you know, just kind of checking the pulse. Is there anybody, you know, are there any top tips that you've kind of seen, you know, without naming any names? You know, th- th- there are a couple of things that, that I've heard of and, and I've not seen them directly, but I've, I've heard of them. And, you know, one of the great resources that I think individuals who are affiliated with clubs is that uh, the website for National Club Association has some great resources on it. It talks about some of the great things that people are doing. And I go there probably once a week to just to take a look and see what uh, Henry uh, Walmeyer, who's the president and CEO there and someone I've known for years, uh, what he's talking about and some of the webinars. And individuals who are involved with different clubs around the country have really stepped up and they're putting on some some great webinars and talking about things they're doing to kind of keep things going and stay connected to their team so that's a great place to go to get a lot of information uh quickly and it's it's updated if not daily i know they're updated weekly and they're they're running a number of series of webinars that are upcoming so um I think that's a good place to go to uh, to get information on what some of the clubs are doing and, and what's happening in the in the club in the private club world. Yep, that's fantastic. Now I know you're you're also doing a number of educational sessions and, and webinars and hosting some online virtual summits and whatnot. Tell us about how folks can you know get involved with what you're doing, Julius. Sure. First of all, you can follow me on Twitter. That's at J E Rhodes. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Follow me on Twitter is just Julius Rhodes. My name J U L I U S, and the last name is Rhodes R H O D E S. Or you can also follow me on LinkedIn, uh, which is the same thing, just Julius Rhodes. I'm very basic. I don't get into a lot of different handles. But if you follow me on Twitter, if you follow me on LinkedIn, you will uh, see when I'm putting on different webinars. I actually have one coming up. Uh, on April 23rd that talks about creating resilience and understanding well-being and stress management during difficult times. So that'll be coming up on 
uh, April 23rd. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing that. But by following me either on Twitter or on LinkedIn, uh, you'll have uh, access to that information and those, those web the webinars I'm putting on are free. And I had a, had a client ask me, they said, you know, are, are you looking for a fee for this? And I said, no. I said, during this period in time, this is my way of doing what I can to share the information that I have that will allow people to feel better about what's going on and uh, create some opportunity for them to kind of step away from all the things that are going on and acquire some different tools that may make it easier for them to navigate this situation. Well, that's fantastic. Now, obviously, you know, you're doing that during this COVID-19 crisis, but how do you help clubs normally? <laughs> I know it's a funny word to use, but uh, in normal times, how, you know, what, what sort of services do you provide for clubs, Julius? Sure. From, from my practice, uh, the NPR group, uh, I do a lot in the area of training and development, uh, leadership development, executive coaching. So I'm always available to work with clubs uh, to identify opportunities to help uh, train staff, to train leadership so they can better serve the constituents that utilize their services. When I talk about constituents, I always have to remind leaders that those individuals who are members of your team, they utilize your services and they need to be uh, addressed appropriately so that they understand and feel good about their connection to the organization. So we don't want to leave them out of, of the training loop. And then how can we increase the guest experience at our club. So I do a lot of work with what I call guest experience or service excellence. Um, I don't like the word uh, customer service because I think we don't have customers come to our home. And when we're at our clubs, we want to look at people as a guest because it has a more inviting tone to it. It also says something about the way we treat people uh, when we think about them as a guest versus a customer. So I do a lot of uh, work in the area of, uh, of guest excellence and improving our guest experience, which includes those people who are outside of our club, who come into the club, but also those individuals who are part of our club. I also do a lot in the area of executive coaching, and uh, those are ways that I've found to really help improve the relationships, the connection, and the engagement that people uh, experience with the members of the team as well as the club as a whole. That's fantastic. One more time, how, how do folks get in touch with you, Julius, if they want to learn more about what you do and maybe engage you once you come out of all of this? Sure, there are three, three or four ways to get to me. First, you can visit my website. Very easy. It's www.m as in Mary, p as in Paul, r as in Richard, group, G R O U P dot info info so www.mprgroup.info um, my office phone number is 773-548-8037 my mobile device phone number is 312-550 zero nine six six three one two five five zero zero nine six six you can get me uh on twitter on linkedin and then an email address is j roads r-h-o-d-e-s at mprgroup.info 
And a secondary email address is Julius Rhodes, the number 42, Julius Rhodes 42 at gmail.com. So all of those are ways you can get to me on my website. There's also a contact sheet. If you have specific questions uh, or information that you want, you can fill out a contact sheet and that'll get to me and uh, I'll respond to you. I always tell people, if it's important enough for you to reach out to me to try to get to me, it's important enough for me to get back to you. And I typically try to get back to people within a uh, 36 hour window. Nice. Awesome. And I hope clubs do reach out to you, Julius. I hope that um, hopefully they'll find uh, some valuable information during your education sessions that you're providing during this time and definitely reach out afterwards. Appreciate you being on private club radio. Thanks so much. Thank you. And uh, thanks so much for having me. I really want to wish all the members of uh, private clubs, people who listen to you and private club radio and members of National Club Association, all the best to them for their safety and well-being and health and also for that of their families. And again, I appreciate you having me. And if there's anything I can do to continue to support the efforts that you're doing there, Private Club Radio, please let me know and I'm happy to do what I can. Thank you, sir. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up this week on Private Club Radio. Be well, be safe, be productive. I'll see you next week. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.